Hi everyone, this is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration, challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today my guest is Susie. Hi Susie. Hi, <laughs> really happy to be here. How are you doing today? I'm good. So I'm in New York. It's just gone 9, 9 a.m. So there's <laughs> Already feels like a lot's happened this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Too much for 9 a.m. I'm looking forward to hear your story. And I think for some people, moving from UK to United States would not seem something very difficult. You know, you have the same language. It seems for outer world, maybe not so difficult or so different. That's why I think also for me, it's interesting to hear your, your impressions and how was it for you? Hmm. Yeah, I guess having having the same language um, was, you know, definitely makes things a lot simpler. I think for myself, um, I I'd never lived in another country. So I was born in England and raised there and, you know, had been there until we moved here, which was in December 2016. Yeah, I can't remember how old I was then. <laughs> But in my sort of like around 38, I think, something like that. And it was like two things. It was a big step, which felt frightening. And it was an exciting step. There was definitely something about being able to close the door on, on a lot that I had known for so long and maybe wasn't continuing to make uh, set choices about. Um, mm. It was a sort of chance to, to start afresh, which, of course, you know, really felt I really remember that plane journey, which was kind of hell with two small kids. But I remember just thinking, there's no going back now. Like our stuff is shit, like all the stuff's on the plane. And like some somehow in that in that vacuum of the plane, like over the over the large ponds between America and uh, England and America, I felt, yeah, very sort of nervous and, and like almost like that sense of belonging had already gone. And I didn't know, really know what was to come. Yeah, it's um, somewhere in between, right? There's nothing hmm. behind, nothing. Well, there is something in front, but it's not something established. So it's kind of in between of two things. Yeah. So that 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 moment in the plane comes back to me quite a lot of sort of floating between two places, and and having no control at that point. You know, the plane is moving. There's no control of turning back. It's yeah. you're there, and it's and it's going. It was a big step for a couple of sort of major reasons one because I'd never like lived abroad before and that it was a big deal for my parents and they found it yeah. very difficult and I had very close friends that you know my closest friends at home I'd been friends with since school so some from when I was six some from 11 and there's a group of us kind of scattered actually or, or, you know most in England but a couple one in Australia one in Singapore so there's this there was this sort of I'm joining that group I'm joining that group of leaving the nucleus And mainly I, my husband had a, an exciting new job and we had decided that he should go for it and we'd consider it. And we didn't know at that point that I wouldn't get a work visa. And I guess I was always thinking, am I going to try and do my job, um, which I'll explain a bit more, but am I going to try and do my job in America or do I just need to draw? There was such a temptation to just draw a big line under it and, and, and almost say like, I'm burnt out. I have two small kids this is my chance to do something else. And if I don't break out now, I never will. So I guess in that respect, it felt like a very strong opportunity. Could you do that? Which, which step did you take? Did you take the opportunity to change or continue? Um, so I did take, I mean, it took a while of real 
stressful conversations, like very difficult. I had two business partners who really relied on me. I'd already taken two maternity leaves, which they'd found very challenging. And then I was like, Daniel has a job offer in America. I'm going to go. I don't have a work visa. And at this point, I'll look into what the options might be, but I think it's likely that I will step away from the business. And it was a huge shock to them. I should explain, like my job was, um, we, we had an agency where we represented actors for TV, film and theatre. So, you know, on that, it also had, you know, 15 years of building up actors' yeah. careers and had very, very close relationships from 20-year-old who maybe joined when they were a teenager to this amazing actress who was in her 90s and still had been on stage at the National Theatre. And, and, you know, that emotional connection for me was much harder than the connection with the actual job and the work and the business. Okay. I felt like that had run its course and I felt like there was something else out there for me. Hmm. Um, but it was scary because I didn't know what that was. I think at that point I was just tired. I was just tired of having to, you know, when you're on that treadmill of just getting getting by and busy, 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 yeah. busy. And I, I was just, I knew we would have enough money to potentially, for the first time, me actually be able to not work for a little bit of time. And I was, I was, I didn't even really think all of that through. I was just like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I just yeah. need to have a break. Yeah. I think it's also need sometimes the courage to take that break because mm. like when we finish university, even some people start working already being in university, right? On the studies. Most like, I don't know, in Europe, it's used that you have like one, two years before you start working, you look, you uh, go out and you just search in the world or I don't know, explore the mm. world. In, in my country, in my generation, it's not very common. So we were really like, okay, finish and work because uh, we wanted to be independent and earn and, you know, prove something mm. to the world. Yeah, also. and that's what happened to me, actually. I yeah. started at 21 in the agency yeah. and then was offered within a year and a half to buy into the business. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just a kid that wants to travel and get drunk every weekend. <laughs> I'm not a business person. But anyway, you know. But see, it's turned story. good. Seems like yeah. it's turned good. <laughs> yeah, so I think when we worked so long and we used to be busy and sometimes it's hard to make this break and, and stop also for outer world, like how I will be seen as before you are a professional, you were this, mm -hmm. that, that, and then you just on the, on the, on the pause, on the, on the break, you know, the pause. No, I think there's a big um, piece about um, identity around, you know, who you are as, as a business person and working mother and who you are as a stay-at-home mother that yeah. becomes like a default yeah technically my you know since I've been in America yeah I'm a stay-at-home mum and I would always feel this need to say because people don't know you you start everything from refresh and it's like but I have to tell you what I what I did for before yeah. because it was almost like I have that's not my true identity that's just one I'm borrowing for a while yeah so that's that's interesting too I was wondering how you, you shared already more or less how it felt, but your husband was going already with having jobs. So it was for him more clear what he will be doing. What was the biggest difference except that between your feeling how the move went and his feeling how the move went? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very different and very difficult. 
and I think I wasn't you know it's almost like I just wanted to cut the strings and have the break without without really and maybe there is no way to understand it but without really understanding what that would what that would mean to me and to my daily life suddenly you know it's January living in a neighborhood in Brooklyn where I didn't know I did know one person like a few villages over villages is not really the right word but a few yeah a few blocks over but really at that point like I was there it's winter it was it was a very very brutally cold winter that one and he was going off into Manhattan every day and you know I'd only visited New York as as a tourist you know or when we went to look at places to live we'd been out to these neighborhoods think oh this is cool this is great but it's like in my head it was like I'm moving to New York it's going to be exciting it's going to have is it sexy in the city that, stuff? Yeah, it's going to be that beat. And it was far from that. You know, the reality was Daniel was going to work every day into Manhattan and I was at home with the children and it was freezing cold and I didn't know anybody. And I, you know, had to start from scratch trying to figure out, you know, what we could do whilst trying to unpack, you know, and he was very, at that point, you know, I think the first year or two in his jobs, he was, his job, he was really happy and really enjoying it was really fulfilled and excited and and I was really I really for the first time in my life felt like very yeah I I don't know whether depressed is the word but very very down like very low yeah and Mm -hmm. I remember this um I remember this one conversation you know like it almost came out of Daniel like you're ruining our experience why can't you just be happy and you know and I still remember that and, and think wow but it was like inside I was so homesick and I I don't remember I guess I hadn't been away from home other than a bit of traveling for that you know that sort of serious amount of time and I even then we hadn't been away that long but it was just that thing of this is this is where I'm going to be and I don't know whether I like it that much yeah and I was pining for my job and my independence and the excitement you know I had quite an exciting job you know I was always at the theater and it was exhausting but it was challenging and yeah yeah and I suddenly felt like oh my god I like I have like I literally have nothing which it sounds very ungrateful living in an apartment in Brooklyn being able to take some time off yeah but the way you feel feels this there was a big gap you know he was kind of on the up on the biggest emotions and you were down on the lowest emotions yeah I think there in between is such a big range of emotions that you had both of you Mm. You know, like his expectation on you, your expectation, how he fell, how you feel as a family. I don't know how old your kids were. It's kind of. Yeah. So when we moved, they were like just turning two and just turning four. Okay. So quite also consuming and Mm. you need to make sure that they feel okay. So I think this cocktail can bring Mm. for both of partners quite a a challenge also to understand how another one feels. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, like anything, I realized that without without my tribe, I was yeah, I had nothing. I mean, I guess I, I have had a lot of really good male friends over the years. So I that I really value those relationships. But I guess at that point, like I was really like, I need my I need some girls. I need some but not just anyone. And you know, I'd go to the park and try and sort of see and I was like I don't know, you're trying to look for some like almost seeing, seeing yourself in someone or something yeah. that feels like oh they seem a, that we would be a bit of a match and it 
you know, I felt almost like a desperate person, like seeking, seeking love, you know, it's like, yeah. well, where can I, where can I find it? Like, and the harder I looked, the neighborhood we moved to, which we still live in is, is really nice. It's really nice, but it has a, it's really quite boring. And there's a lot of quite boring people. And, and so I was forever like, oh, it just, kids would meet people. You, you know, I kept trying, but I was like, oh, I'm still, wasn't like I just wanted anyone. I really wanted to yeah. find the connection. So that was difficult, but I guess it came, but it took time. Like it needed patience. Yeah. In that time, you feel very lonely. I think for me, it's also sometimes it's hard to, you know, not block myself in the beginning, but when you reach a person, sometimes you're so looking for a connection, looking for communication that it's just... Um, you start to talk and there are so many topics you want to talk or ask and explain about yourself or ask about the person so I feel sometimes that it can be overwhelming for the person so I'm kind of really need to lean back and start the communication slowly because it's maybe it's only my thing that I feel that it's overwhelming going on my full range (laughs) I think it's like um, we used to have this saying with uh with actors it's you know it's like you turn up to an audition and it's like you're so desperate for the job it's like you're carrying the rucksack of desperation on your back it never gives a job like that it's all you got to take it off like be free and that's I think a lot of that came to aid the the need to have those close female friends so it became very important but also like my change in identity like I think that's where I was really struggling like I Mm. was was used to sort of being the one going into town and having like this sort of more exciting job and I suddenly just felt like oh mm-hmm. I can still feel like that now you know cooking cleaning up a million times a day after you know it's I mean hats off to anyone that is satisfied as a stay-at-home mum because whichever country you're in I find it I like I need something else and I I almost envy people that can really relish that I like being, you know, there's lots of things I love and appreciate being with the kids, but the everything, the domestic that goes with it is is hard. Do you have a clear now or a more clear identity now, changed identity? Yes, I think, I mean, it's lots of things, I think. I mean, definitely now starting a coaching business, having some clients, like I feel like I have a purpose again, which actually feels valuable and that it really can lead to something and and that it's quite open. Like it could be lots of different things and that's satisfying so I realized that I need that sort of sense of fulfillment and purpose to really get back to who I am and also I have met a lot of good friends there's people I can call and yeah and that really that definitely really helps there's one thing that comes up around that though I um obviously because of the pandemic I haven't seen I haven't been home or other than on FaceTime or Zoom, I haven't seen any of my, you know, my good friends and my family. And I I think when you, I I don't know what you feel about this, but I think when you don't sort of get reflected with the people that have known you for 20, 30, you know, all your life, like all those years, I feel like you're like, I'm sort of hanging by a thread and it's like, you can be anything in a new world, which is really exciting. But even with friends that have say known me for four years, it's just not the same. Like, it's just not sitting down with my bestest friend in the world who's known me since I was like 11 and literally anything goes. And I, I think there's always that, there's a slight holding back, even with my closest friends here. It's not holding back for me. I feel it like more, there is so much 
what happened before we met with this person, right? With yeah. a fresh friend that I can't just explain or just tell the whole story and he or she will get it and, you know, like take it in and base their vision of me because of that. You need to just live through these years with all the little things. Mm. So you have and does kind it of, feel yeah. that something's missing? Yeah, there is a lot of new experience with this. Like a starting point is much fresher mm. than with others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the other the other side of that is there's definitely, particularly with the coaching and the and you know things that come out of that, and and it, because it invariably means that there's a a certain amount of work that you do with yourself as well as you know with your clients. I I think there's also an element where that feels kind of hidden from my bestest friends that they aren't experiencing that so you know we will go back this summer and it will be I do feel like I've had like major shifts and changes but I feel more grounded in those changes they're more there's a bigger piece with them than the change that I made when I was on the plane coming this way it's more solid yeah yeah and the other thing that I found very hard is I have probably lost two like very good friends every year since I've been here usually in the summer two really good friends have moved back to Europe and it's amazing because they will always be a very close part of me but it happens to be the ones that I was really really close to where you almost have that and I I I found that it's like every year is a constant reinvention of like okay now I need to find some new tribe and it gets easier but it's yeah it's getting close to people I mean, I'm a very open person, but really genuinely, authentically feeling like you're close. Yeah. Takes a fair amount of time and patience. And we talk several times already on podcast about this that it's kind of coming in the package of having this expert moving people as your friends because this there is this element you don't know for how long you have them nearby. Yeah. It can give extra points to cherish that more and take every minute of your communication. Mm. But it's also this, not risk, but you need to understand and probably they can call you tomorrow and say, hey, me or my husband has an amazing offer on the other side of the world. And Mm. Yeah, and I think I've also felt on the other side, um, you know, I've had a couple of American friends and one who actually I didn't end up getting that close to and now with COVID, she's actually moved to a different part of America but there is this sense of oh you know my dad says I always befriend the Europeans but the Europeans always leave are you going to leave and it's almost like you can't if you say if you say well maybe one day they're like they won't let themselves get that close to you so I can also feel people put that distance and I have one of my sort of best friends here now who I'm really close to is um, American uh, she's married to a Norwegian, but she, yeah, she's like, if you're even thinking about going, I don't want to know. You just tell me when it has to be told and it's right near when you're going. Like, I don't want to live with that. And, you know, that again, it's kind of hard. You're like, yeah, because it's, it's another layer of you get close, but then you go again. And, you know, I now have more friends here than I would have in the immediate vicinity in London just because of how life changes. So, yeah. It's a tough one. <laughs> um, returning to a bit, um, you know, country differences. What was cultural different for you, the biggest difference? There's a few things. I mean, I think it's almost like more has come up during COVID. I've been longing for my country folk who are almost a little more blase. I don't know whether you know that way, you know, a little less um, 
intense about everything. And I'm not sure whether that's always been a good thing with COVID because the UK has really suffered. And it comes from everybody, from the government, from the, but there's this real sense of, come on, British people, we can do this. Let's get and that sort of, you know, when the pubs are open, people will be in the pubs. When, okay. when the restaurants and bars are open here, people are still very like, well, I'm going to wear my mask and I will only go outside, even if I can go inside. That doesn't feel okay, so I won't go. The cinema's open, but I won't go to the cinema. And there's a lot of judgment, like, why would you take your children to the cinema? Why would you take them to have their nails done? It's like, it's open and they have like, a, it's a very intense. And I think that's like my general, like in terms of American people or New York people, there's, there's an intensity, whether it be in the hours that they work, in, in the way that life is lived. It's a little intense, as particularly in New York, there's a huge focus on money that I find I find kind of a bit overwhelming and too much. It happens in London, but it's just something that is just, it's that American dream of okay. earning. You, you need to earn money to survive, which brings me to the other main cultural difference, which I find shocking still and has been a real headache, is the healthcare system. Not having a healthcare system, only having it when you pay, and even when you pay, you still keep paying and paying. And some people will charge something completely ludicrous and some people will be fair and you have to barter and that's for your health and you've got a child with a cut and they're saying you need a plastic surgeon do I well how much does a plastic surgeon cost well you don't know until they do it you know you, <laughs> nice. you're, and, and, that, and that is like well if it, and you know I literally had a doctor say to me well, if it was my daughter's face I wouldn't want me to stitch it you need a plastic surgeon and that was very early on with that particular incident but it's been ongoing and there's there's so and the, and I think culturally as well like the country is so huge it's so big and it's so many different things and I couldn't possibly begin to understand every part of the different politics that go into a country yeah. that New York is like a separate country compared to the rest I of I think America. every state is a bit different right yes yeah. that vastness is kind of frightening I, I feel like I say to my husband a lot this is not my country. These are not my, this is not my politics. And he's, you know, and it will be like, well, England's a, he's not from England. So he'll be like, well, England's a shit show. Look at Brexit. Look at, look at the way they've handled COVID. It's a disaster. The economy's a disaster. And, and, and I'll be like, but it's still my, yeah. it's like my people. They, they'll be in the pub with me not being too neurotic. And I think there's, there's a sense of neuroticism here and intensity. And there's a lot at stake you know and you need to if you want to buy a house you have to earn millions of dollars and it's just much of everything much yeah very yeah. much that I almost you know I've been in this city doing like either being a stay-at-home mom or doing sort of coaching and a lot of self-discovery work and a lot of discovery work with other people and I feel like I'm more fluid than I've ever been but I'm living in a country that is more tense and rigid and uptight mm -hmm. than than I've ever been that that kind of comes to me. Thank you for sharing interesting points of view. As you say, it's not your country. I don't know how is it for your husband. Do you foresee another move somewhere? It's the million dollar question. <laughs> I don't see us staying in America. And however hard I try to really lean into like right now I'm here and until I change my mind like I'm gonna stay committed to here which I've been really trying and through COVID really really trying but I still feel long term 
Yeah, I mean, we just got a green card. We went through hell to get it. There are lots of reasons why we should stay or we could stay, but there's also a lot where you feel this isn't long-term. And I think both of us, like my husband's harder to pin down, but both of us feel like this is not our long-term home, Mm. but we haven't made a plan of what happens next. And we talk about Stockholm in Sweden, where he is from. And we talk about the UK and probably London where we have a house. And we're just now trying to, I think when we go back in the summer, we'll go to both those places. You know, maybe we just feel a bit. You just need to feel a bit. And and I think people who don't have this in their marriage and relationship, when you are from two different places, like you set yourself up for a much harder ride. We met in London So my mum always really has this thing, but he lived in London. Like he'd been in London a long time. Like he was living in London. Like you hadn't been anywhere. Like you were in London too. But you know, there is this pull of, he is from Sweden. We're in America. I'm from England and we have children. If we didn't have children, you know, maybe it wouldn't feel so bad, but we do. And we have a responsibility to, you know, try and stay united or at least feel united and and it's but um, if you if you would move to sweden you would move all of you or he would also work then there yeah the aim is that we would all move together but it's wherever we go but and it, but i think it is that it, an added pressure of we've got to agree on where we want to go yeah. and i don't think that's always as straightforward as as you hope it can you know could be yeah We are at that moment, of the, you know, now where I think we're trying to really work out what we what we want out of the next five years and where it should be. And it's jobs and yeah. careers. And I feel like I have intentionally set up a flexible working business, you know, which has a long way to grow, of course. But I feel like at least I can do it from anywhere. And if that, you, if that, I that, compare how you told about you know leaving your business and moving to us i think now that that stone of your pyramid or something of identity is very flexible and more seen by yourself right yeah yeah, yeah no i think that's very that's very true i really feel like i could go anywhere you know occasionally we're like should we go to la should we should we go to you know shall we go live in Costa Rica shall we you know I, there there is definitely I don't think my husband shares that I'm I almost just yeah have gone even further to like now we made this it was such a massive thing for me and now I've made that I do I feel more fluid and free of yeah I feel like that's actually a huge value of mine that had been stamped on for a long time of not feeling free and you know I had the business from a very young age and it was amazing in lots of ways But it was not freedom. It was very, I felt very trapped. Mm. And I don't, I, I feel trapped now because of COVID and I don't like it. I just, <laughs> I, I need many to fly. People, yeah, I think many people feel it like this. What tips would you give to a person who moved to another country? Mm. Yeah, what tips would I give? There's something about being patient and showing yourself compassion that it's a big move. And there's a lot, you know, particularly if someone's a mum, I think there's a there's a lot to there's a lot to process in yourself and there's a lot to hold up for your kids. And I think there's something about showing compassion and being patient that things will fall into place, but it it does it it by necessity needs to take a bit of time. Yeah. I had this one friend that I knew through a 
friend. I, I knew her a little bit from London, but not very well. And she introduced me to lots of people who are now sort of my best friends. And she, I was heartbroken when she left, but there's, there's definitely something of being open to anybody that says, oh, I have a friend or a friend of a friend who lives in, if you're going to Singapore or going, just meet them. Just talk. Like yeah. just, just talk, like meet and try to try to remove the judgment. Like doesn't need to be your best friend, but, but meet someone, be open. Yeah. Stay open to, to what's there. You know, and I guess where you can, like I did try to join, you know, stuff with the kids. I also did some writing courses when I settled in a bit. And, you know, there was one friend from there that I met that I really liked and yeah. who in another life we might not have been friends. So there was, you know, a really interesting Italian girl. So, you know, there's, there's sort of, I think it's remaining open, trying something new. It's a new environment, a new geography so where there's an opportunity to try something new, try it. And don't try and box your old life into your new one because they won't fit. Yeah. It's like that toy of the kids, you know, with the mm. cutting in the wood of one form and you're trying to put another form. Yeah. 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 And, and try to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's the cherry on the cake. Right? And yeah. be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for a very thoughtful and very deep talk today. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. We hear us in a week. That was Inside the Tribe. Bye.